You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome. Thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, Monte Ball. How you doing, big guy? Just had that nice sip of coffee, man. You, you know how that is in the morning. I know how it hits. And my, and my favorite mug, too. Good old cup that my son got me from Florida, Dad. Um, all is well. That's a good mug. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, all is well, man. I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, um, excited for us to chat about some important things, but obviously we got ourselves a special guest today that uh, I'd love for you to introduce. But for first, how you doing, RJ? You know what? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I have things are chaotic, but not in a bad way, and um, <laughs> that's all right. Sometimes it gets that way. So uh, we are extremely excited, extremely pleased to be joined by our friend Jennifer Hubs. Jen, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on, Jenny? I am feeling excited and grateful, and I'm not going to use the word good. That's why I pointed at my mug, because, you know, Mm -hmm. what what better words can we come with, right? So I'm feeling uh, confident today. That first dream of ours (laughs) that you caught. And you're, that's all we could say is uh, pretty much good. We feel good. We feel <laughs> good. That's like all we had. Yeah, that's all we had. It's just a bunch of us guys trying our hardest to <laughs> share our emotions. Uh, things, <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So what's up, Jenny? I mean, to, to our listeners, um, Jenny has been um, a listener of ours, a very, very appreciative person. We love her. We really um, enjoy her feedback in our chat. She's been helping us to expand our vocabulary um, along with keeping the conversations going when we talk about mental health. So, Jenny, we would love, um, obviously, to to hop into the topic of the day that you kind of wanted to bring to us because, I mean, you you are this is the this is your topic that you wanted to chat about. So we would love for you to 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 share. And so whenever I w- reached out to you, you spoke about eating disorders um, and how those impact our mental health impact many other areas of our life. Um, And so whenever you spoke about it, you know, I was very intrigued. Obviously RJ was as well. So we want to know your thoughts on, you know, emotional eating um, and its impact on overall health. Like how does that impact us the way we eat, how we eat and when we eat? That was well, a long question, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. So I guess there's a lot of things that come to mind with this um, because food is a worldwide thing the same way mental health and mental illness is kind of a worldwide thing. <clears throat> However, when I think about um, so me or my peers here in America, um Food is such a, like, 
food is everywhere. Food is everything. Food is emotions. Food is celebrations. Food is tragedy. Food is accomplishments. Food is, I guess I said celebrations already. Food is reunions. You know, food is everything. And food is treating yourself. Food is coping. Food is everything. And, um, as I, you know, continue to like learn more about how us over here in the Western Hemisphere are the way that we are, I realized that we kind of start off on a fairly poor foot because of how like processed our food is and how like, like one of the things I, I'll never forget is how like our bread is more unhealthy than their bread. Um, their bread meaning, I guess, just like the, the Eastern like specifically in the UK, I know people have been like, your bread has significantly more sugar in it, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And so I feel like in America, food is unavoidable and it is also not thought about as a bad thing unless someone is ranting about McDonald's or fat people. Um, I feel like we don't think about the way that food is in so involved in our lives. And so that when we each have our own like individual things, um, I think I'm hesitating with certain things because I don't want to like make a generalization or something. But um, Mm -hmm. I think that when, so like down on a more personal level, when we have something happen, go to, and whether the food is, you know, semi-healthy or not, we eat a lot and everything is related. So already when emotions come up, the thought of food kind of follows at least I was going to say at least for me, but then I realized, does the thought of food really follow in that moment? Because for me, and I kind of, I think, said this before I got on that like eating disorders for me or like my eating or my binge eating disorder is something that I don't want to say I avoid, but is very like so subcon such a subconscious piece of my life. Like it's very, very hard to be aware of. I'm eating right now because of this or that, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, Like the other day I found myself walking to my drawer for more candy after I had spent the past five minutes being like, no, we don't need any more tonight. And then it was like the moment I was not being mindful. I walked to the drawer and got more candy. I wasn't thinking about that, but I wasn't thinking about it. So I don't want to say, so was I wrong in that instance, but it's like, why, how did we get to this point where yeah. everything is food? I guess all of that was really jumbled. Um, no, it made sense. It, it really um, did. I'll share another piece, I guess. when you So when you think about like the mental and stuff, I, uh, there was this really interesting point where I think earlier this spring, I um, was down for... I don't know, like a couple of weeks. And ever since I've kind of gained this new awareness, it kind of, it's been about a year now since I've become just significantly more aware of myself and the way that I am and the way that I move. Um, I 
I'd been down for several weeks and I didn't know what was up. And I can't remember if I had an appetite at this point or not. But I just remember one day, like the day I had therapy, I was in such like a frazzled moment that I was like, I need to go to the store. Like, I hate going to the store. I hate getting groceries. I feel like I spin my head, all the things. But like that day, I was like, I need to go to the grocery store and buy all the healthy food that I can. And I need to insert all these vitamins into my body because I think my brain is screwed up because I haven't been eating well. It was like just this really intense need to be like, I I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but at this rate, it seems like food is the only thing that could really be (laughs) making it harder to manage because it feels like I'm managing like my thoughts. Why am I not feeling as well? Why, why am I struggling more? And I think it's because, you know, I, I, I didn't have as much of a balanced diet. And then, um, yeah, that was the end of that thought. It didn't really tie in, I guess, to the wellness, but then kind of still, um, my brain got distracted. So did that suffice for the answer? Is there more? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It, uh, you know, the one thing that that brought to mind is, uh, I didn't think about our diets, uh, on this side of the globe till college. And it was actually a history class when I had a big epiphany and it's because he broke it up into basically three units. One of the units was, uh, the industrial revolution. And then we covered that different things that you wouldn't normally cover in a history class. So we started talking about the food revolution and, um, how the way that we make food is different from how it used to be the way that we, grow food is different than how it used to be mm-hmm. that has impacted you you go to a supermarket and you're saying bread look at the first ingredient and most first ingredients of the food we eat is high fructose corn syrup yep and that brought to mind the documentary king corn which i believe is on netflix and that's a really good documentary to talk about how much we eat sugar how much high fructose corn syrup is that sugar um and i i'm guilty of it too don't don't get me wrong I absolutely am. And I like Taco Bell too sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, every once in a while you got to treat yourself to that. But uh, one thing I've been more mindful since then is I look at ingredients. And, like, when I go to buy my bread, I try to look at the ingredients to see is wheat flour number one, not bleached white enriched flour, which gives – it doesn't fill you up. If you have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on whole wheat flour bread – you're full after one. You have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on <clears throat> Wonder Bread, which is like nothing <laughs> there. You're going to have three. So things like that do definitely do affect it. But then when you go into, like you said, with your subconscious, um, one thing I've noticed, uh, you know, with my mental health is, you know, the sugar cravings that I have. So you're talking about mindlessly going and getting candy. I steal my kids' fruit snacks. All the time I get the fruit snacks and I go and I, and I make sure I put them all in my mouth. So if they come over and they ask what I'm eating, hmm, I have nothing. So they, I, I don't, I don't share, <laughs> but, uh, that's, it's, it's hard. It, it is hard, especially when you're outside stressors come in mm-hmm. and you're really trying to work on your mental health. And then all of a sudden you're not eating well. And 
honestly, like the amount of grease that we can take, sometimes I oh, feel yeah. like it brings my mood down. Do you notice that too, I guess? It was, that most definitely happens. I think um, that, that question was probably for Ginny. <laughs> chime in here real, real fast because I think this is awesome. I think this is very important. And Ginny, thank you for this topic because we haven't really covered anything like this here on Untapped Cake for over a year. How important it is your nutrition for mental health um, and just how like, how like how you stated everything can be going well. You know for a fact that you're using your medication correctly, you're going to therapy, you're doing all the right things, but then it's like, okay, wait, why am I still feeling a certain way? And then you dive in deep into, you know, what you're eating, what you're putting into your body. And that's, that's, that's huge. I mean, I'm an emotional eater. That's for sure. Um, once I stepped away from the bottle, it's like I replaced it with foods. I cannot stop just like binge eating for some reason. So, uh, I think this is all important stuff. And then if we talk about the pandemic as well, too, and how that played a factor, being at home, being isolated, working from home, you're working right next to your fridge. (laughs) Going to the grocery store is scary, right? Like, it it brought about nerves for a long time going to the grocery store. Yeah. So, Jenny, this is is awesome. And I'd love for you to ask that question again, RJ, um, that that you had for her. So you had talked about Greece. Um, there, was this, there was this weird. Um, so for context, I don't really like bread. I don't really know why, but I don't really like bread. I'll I, I'll eat it on occasion, but like you know, I'll opt out of buns. And if it's you know a regular white bread, I'll opt out. But like if I buy bread, it'll be like the twelve grain type, um, and I still can't finish a loaf. But so. Back in like, frick, 2016 or 2017, when I learned about keto, that was when I feel like I first got the chance to like see what I was eating because I was looking at ingredients and nutrition facts and stuff. And that was when I was able to really, I don't want to say pull away from the grease um, because, you know, bacon and keto, but uh for me, what I noticed was um, how, uh, hold on, let me get the thought back. I think I noticed how much cleaner I felt, I think, when I started avoiding. So uh, the way that keto influences me now is like I, I avoid carbs almost in every instance except for when it comes to candy. Um, I think I'm more afraid of like carbs than I'm afraid of things like grease because no, I, I, I don't necessarily notice the, the lower mood. Well, I, I may have, but ever since keto eating out has been a lot harder because I know, I know how greasy it is that I don't even want. And so I, I guess it, it's been a while it was well before any type of awareness to notice like how certain foods, because I, I, it's weird. I get really sensitive to things. This is one of those things I'm trying to figure out about like the neurodivergence in the ADHD autism stuff. I've, I noticed that I'll start developing certain like sensitivities or aversions to like not wanting certain things after a while. And it's just like gross, like makes me cringe a little bit. And so when I think of things like, 
Taco Bell. Like, it's so hard for me when I want to eat and it's like, okay, it's okay to order out. It's okay to order out. And I'm like, do you understand that anything I order out is worse than something that's cooked in my house? Mm -hmm. There's not a someone who cooks in a house and then serves that food. Like, there's no way to reassure that you're not, I guess... And then I learned my partner worked in food service and learned it, there's no way to not get Cisco food, pretty much, mm. which SYSCO, the food, gr- the food company that yep. gives everybody their food, whether it's a high end or low end, if they use Cisco, it's still Cisco. And so um, I noticed that I more so try to avoid those things because it makes me feel gross. Um but more, but my big like scary thing is carbs because I just know that I'm a carb machine. We're all carb machines, which is so oh, funny yeah. to say that. But like, and I don't even think it's the carbs; it's it's the sugar. And so I'm just so horribly afraid of sugar that my other person eats all of it. But. Like my active brain is like no sugar, no no sugar at all. But then it's like I'm gonna pick the worst kind of sugar for you and give it to you in candy and gelatin sugar things and stuff. Um, so for me, I experience the lower moods with candy. I think would be the ultimate response to that. Not so much grease, I don't notice, but definitely, like, the sugar intake is when I, and so I guess if you think about, if you put the the amount of candy I eat in place of someone who eats out a lot, maybe that would be more comparable. I understand. I understand. I think, again, this this is some awesome stuff because, for one, thank you for sharing all that. It's it's important, like we always talk about, how, how, what you put in your body, how you feel your body is can really help out with the rest of your day. We're talking about breakfast, of course, lunch, um, how productive you are at work, um, how productive you are at asking questions on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, no, all I, of the it, above. <laughs> the irony of my breakfast and feelings stream in itself it came <laughs> from knowing that I'm bad at eating breakfast, and that was kind of a collective response from all of the people I was around at the time was we get distracted or we don't want to eat breakfast or we just don't eat breakfast or whatever reason. And I know that people like a lot of people believe in breakfast. And it's funny that you say asking productive questions, because I mean, you're definitely right for me that like, I I have a little bowl of peanuts here. I was talking to El Waspel before the stream started about how it's ironic that my stomach is upset before this eating disorder because I don't really have an appetite for it. stomach is upset and it's probably because I didn't eat, but I don't really like to eat in the mornings. Same. Well, how do we <laughs> freaking get through that? You know, I'm right there with you. Um, and I think that this is, this is, I think this is important right here as well. So when, when we would talk about eating disorders, like how do we, how do things contribute to how we eat and the way we eat? Like, is it, which this, we know the answer to this. Obviously, there are many outside external forces that impact the way that you eat. What we're talking about is past trauma, obviously high anxiety, relationship um, issues, et cetera. Um, what is, what does that look like? 
And again, I'm not like asking like you. I mean, I, I, I for sure, like I said, I say, say I that again. I'm sorry, say that and give me that again. Yeah, yeah, of course. So how how do things contribute to how we eat? Like what throughout your research, throughout your conversations, what have you learned? Like what can what forces us to eat in certain ways? What are those external or internal forces um, that push us to maybe binge eat, uh, emotional eating? Um, anorexia, et cetera. Kind of a, I, I understand it's kind of a broad question in a sense. Many answers can answer that, but kind of want to know what your thoughts are on that. Well, my first thought was the more recent. So there was a stat that I saw this morning when I was just looking at different things. And so this is going to be a more um, niche area or group of people. But the, the, the statistic was that 20 to 30% of adult of autistic adults have an eating disorder. And I just thought that that was really interesting because, um, well, first of all, I don't, it, it seemed like a refutable site, but that's just such an oddly, extremely high uh, statistic. And it makes me wonder like, you know, what, what, what basis were they studying that to get that statistic? What were they looking at? Were they, studying actually like were actually autistic people doing the research or was it people looking at behaviors without thinking because that's a whole other thing but with that all being said I think about like the neurodivergence and um this is a new thinking for me like kind of new first reflection out loud um Earlier, um, RJ, I was kind of saying how it's hard when you realize there's that period of time before the thing, but you're you're now. And so there's this chunk of time where you have to fill the time before you get to do the next thing. And your brain is just kind of on a lull or there's no activity. And so when I was thinking about that, because I've been struggling with keeping a mood, like keeping my mood up when I'm not doing, I've been trying to do more self-care do less interacting with other people and when I'm by myself and I'm not actively like you know trying to you know work on a workbook or something my moods start to shift from negative or neutral to like a neutral negative and I think to my understanding that has something to do like that's common it has something to do with the fact that we're not getting certain chemicals in that period of time where you're like, if you, your brain always has these chemicals when we're doing the things. So when there's a period of like break time and, and you're trying to manage, I guess I'm wondering if that plays into it because food brings chemicals and feelings. Um, and so I'm wondering if, so like, you know, board eating the same way that we, seek to do something i'm i think that it comes in the place of needing something to do but sometimes also our brain is trying to fill some kind of space um whether it's you know you're craving alcohol and so instead you're going to pick a less harmful so that be food or it's um i'm not doing anything so i think i'm hungry or like I said, I just got up to the drawer after I had already <clears throat> concluded that I wasn't going to have more. As soon as I wasn't mindful, I got up and went and got more. So what's happening in those in those periods of time where we're just subconsciously doing? 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know the answer, and I would be curious, you know, to hear from someone a bit bigger. But that's kind of part of my suspicion um, is that I'm trying to fill certain um, areas of time because otherwise, eating is a chore for me. I don't catch myself before it's too late for like a wave of nausea, like, oh, you haven't eaten yet. You need to eat now. Um, I've heard that that's also like an ADHD or a neurodivergent trait as well, not noticing you're hungry until it's like too late. Um, But eating is such a chore that I think I eat a lot when it comes time to eat because it's like, well, I want to eat enough to be full. And then... um, We have a we have a lot in common. No, no, no. You're fine. I mean, RJ has been knowing me for a long time, and I say that stuff all the time. I don't eat. Sometimes I'll catch myself not eating to enjoy the food. I just, I just know that I'm super hungry. Eat to fit to to satisfy the (laughs) hunger. So I can go back to whatever I was doing. Dude, how many times have I said that? (laughs) I said no. I don't really enjoy the food. I just eat because I. Just it so feels no like it's hungry. like a waste of time for me. <laughs> wow. That's wow. I did not know there were other people uh, who felt that, that the same, who did the same thing. That's that's kind of mind blowing. Um, and a great example of, you know, I'm not alone. But, but go ahead, RJ. Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, <clears throat> that's really awesome to connect and know that you're not alone, right? That's. That's kind of what we all yearn for is a connection and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly. um, Yeah, when it, so this subject is, you know, a lot of people kind of stay away from it because it is so, it encompasses a lot. So, Mm -hmm. like, um, you're talking about um, possibly that statistic with autistic. Uh, people having eating disorders. How I wonder how much of it is, uh, and I saw you post this earlier on Twitter, how much we actually, eating disorders are uh, out there and people don't report them or they think that this is kind of right. normal or they don't want to say anything because they don't want to be looked at uh, poorly. Like This is definitely a subject that um people hide behind uh around i wouldn't say behind um they kind of get in front of right because they don't want to they don't want to show people that they have but i would say disordered eating would be things like i don't want to say meal prepping but if 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 something like meal prepping and and things like that are are such a high part high level part of your life that i feel like that could be considered disordered eating as well because if it's affecting your life in other areas or you spend too much focus on certain things there's such there's the way we think about disordered eating is just very not encompassing of narrow yes yes very narrow absolutely absolutely yeah i think it is broad in that spectrum for sure absolutely um, you, you look like you had something else, RJ. I was just gonna say, do you think? Sorry. So what you had posted? No, no jump in. You know how this goes. You yeah, this is your show. You jump in. This is, you... this is... 
everybody wants to hear from you. They hear enough from us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, something that you posted on Twitter too was, uh, I would say it is common to have the belief that eating disorders affect women more than men. The way that you worded your poll was so interesting and honestly, like uh, a really smart way to do it. So it was, do you think that women suffer from eating disorders more or do you think men are just underreported and under-researched? Easily and the latter. I, I would, yeah, I would <laughs> like to know what you think about that. Well, I guess, and this is, I hope, Monty, that this didn't like make you feel like, oh, frick, I wrote a crappy question or something, but that question just really stuck with me in the sense of, and, and I feel like that's such a, a, um, a normal, like, looking at the statistics, drawing that conclusion, this seems reasonable, how can we help? I think that that's totally okay, but I just, I looked at it and I'm like, there's no way that women have significantly more eating disorders than men and the i brought it up with someone's stream i was watching and her first response was look at the bodybuilding community Mm. yeah and and that was just enough for like a good 10 minutes i was like there's a lot of disordered health habits um whether it gets to eating or not. Well, health habits, eating, because then there's, you know, the anorexia and stuff and however that goes. But yeah, no, I think that, well, look I don't want to say that. Like, right now. like, is that say what? intermittent fasting? Like as a um, diet fad? How much I wish really to, I, my hope would be to be able to do intermittent fasting personally. Really? Um, because of the way that I talk about it feeling like a chore, as well as being able to operate how I kind of am as in in the sense of like, if I do get distracted and don't catch when I'm supposed to eat, and then I now have to deal with the half hour, 45 minutes of nausea and uncomfortable from that and trying mm-hmm. to pick something when nothing sounds good and whatever. Um, how... Uh, Say what? So it sounds like you live in this household where we do that all the time, right? Was uh, nothing sounds good. What do you want to eat? Well, throw out a restaurant. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. Well, we have this in the house. No, I don't want that either. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a fight. So I haven't done like the super intense research on intermittent fasting, but I, I've there, I, there's several, you know, people who I trust who have talked about it. And like I said, for me, I feel like to be able to be the way that I am and make sure that I'm like getting the nutrients, I would much prefer to, you know, do intermittent fasting because that would help my way of being. I don't think that it's a fad because I think that Western culture is a fad. Hmm. Um. <laughs> Because, you know, you hear people say, well, six meals a day or three meals a day. Like there's so many different like the food pyramid, which appropriate is ways of eating yeah. that aren't necessarily shown or acknowledged in in our society over here. And so I don't I, I don't I don't think that it's a fad. I think that. Yeah, I guess I, I I just I don't think that it's a fad. Um, and 
<laughs> you think it's healthier? Um, like it's a health, a healthy diet, almost a healthy way to diet <laughs> or lifestyle. So I guess it, in this, in the way that would like, you know, different things work for different people. I guess I wonder if it's like, you know, if we all started paying attention to our eating and our mental health in the same way that, you know, we have this big list of like coping skills for our mental, what are the different ways that we can like eat based on who we are and how we operate? What are the other options available that help us get what we need that's not necessarily I don't know, man. Americans are brainwashed, so it's really freaking hard to uh get get so past true. that. Um so true. but it's like what other options are freaking available? Because I there's gotta be other ways of, of being, I guess. And so I don't wanna say that I think it's a behind that. Um, but what I do think is that if there is, you know, results that show from certain people doing certain ways. And so like, for me, when I did keto, people are like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like my doctor. What does it, it matter? As long as like, I'm okay. True. Very true. Right. <laughs> that's a really good point. Right. And so that's where I went with like the 20 to 30% of auti- autistic adults with eating disorders. Is that speculation of a not autistic person? viewing what's happening or would an actually autistic person say you're seeing my sensitivities to foods as an eating disorder mm. yeah mm. that's a really good point actually a really good point um yeah i think it's i really really appreciate your your honesty because because you're right when i did type up that question i was like mm. but i sent it but Mm. I I really think it's important as well as RJ and I state all the time. We're 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 learning. We we love your advice. We love your feedback. Um, and so when we get back, getting back to the question of yeah, sorry, yeah, no, 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 you're fine. This this is awesome. Um, getting back to the question of you know, you know, what can we do to help us men? But then I I love I love the fact that you stated that you know men obviously we we just don't report we don't report our eating disorders. Um. And you're right when it comes to bodybuilders, when it comes to wrestlers, um, even wrestlers in high school, um, what they would do. Um, and, and, well, and, there's, it, there's a stat on this one sheet that I have here that it doesn't include anything about guys in sports, but uh, to, to my quick scan, but I over a third of female Division One athletes reported behaviors that demonstrate risk for developing anorexia nervosa. And it's like, Okay, but are you not putting all of those boys on the, the their own eating plans? I had an eating disorder in college at Wisconsin, which is why I dropped RJ Maruzo 30 pounds in that one summer. Um, alcohol obviously stopped yeah, me from eating. But, say but that's still. called the vodka diet. <laughs> Wait, still. Nutrients from vodka? Uh, so, I guess not. maybe... My reply and how (laughs) just how anyone can help would be to continue to talk about it um, and be honest and open with reflections. Like, for example, me sharing the one thing about like eating being a chore, you now are like, 
not only is this a thing, but it's also something that someone else experienced. Okay, so maybe I'm not as weird as I thought. And so the more we can start like expanding the view of what it looks like to experience disordered eating rather than s- figuring out who has an eating disorder and how we can help with that maybe bring more attention to how we have disordered eating and disorders way disordered ways of of doing that and i think that that's hard because of how when we want to rely on things like statistics it doesn't give us right. what we need to back up why we're talking about this um however at least for me over the past like 9 to 12 months first person stories have meant more to me than any education that i've had in the past 24 years of my life because I feel like most everything that's written in a book at this point that I have to question. <laughs> yeah, we still teach our kids that Columbus discovered America. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that is still looked at as a fact, and I don't understand how that's still looked at as a fact. Like, like I like the way that you stated earlier, like, uh, opening our minds, because our minds are so boxed in because yeah. of the culture we're in. That's the that's the problem I'm really seeing now is that it it you know change is uncomfortable learning growth is all uncomfortable but to try to grow beyond the box of which they wanted us to grow in they weren't expecting like I don't know who they is but you know it wasn't expected it was that man. we grow outside of this box like yeah we because it's like you know there's a lot of oh you know eat healthy exercise take care of your brain take time for yourself all of these you know phrases that are said to help us hopefully lead a healthier life like so much of what's happening is out of our control that this is gonna be kind of unrelated but kind of related a tweet yesterday that said has anyone thought about how cbt and d are almost kind of ways to make you gaslight yourself because of how poor the system is that it's making you try to accept things that you can't change, but that's gaslighting yourself into excusing the way that the things around you are affecting you and harming you. Never thought of it. Never thought of it that way. Wow. I, 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 that, that's that's part of. Let that, that one so simmer. Important, like you said, to talk <laughs> about it because. Like with our sobriety, like with adjust uh, to what's around you. But why? Why do we have to keep adjusting to what's around us? Right. I think what's around us is the problem at this point, and and that's the hardest part. I think the wow. or that we're allowed to see and, and and talk about, which I think is important. Kind of circling back when you're talking about food is in every single social event, and and obviously us being living beings, we need to consume. We need to eat food for for energy but the food is bad <laughs> the food is processed the food is empty the food is if you can't afford to eat healthy well the healthy food we have isn't even that healthy well, yeah but that that thinking of we can't afford to eat healthy is such a misnomer because yes it's going to cost more but it's, it takes less to fill you up it takes you know and how much does it really cost more when you look at it so but well, I think that's, that's just the, the thing. I that's think the, that there's. I think that the. I. 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 Mm, I sit in the middle with that one because 
it takes a lot to, I think, transition to healthy eating. So I think that like you, you definitely feel like you're spending more at first um, because you're trying to make and make it work. But so I guess to go back and say that like our healthy food isn't even all that healthy. And so some people eat healthy. Some people try really hard to eat healthy and go to places like, you know, kind of like, farm to table tours there's kind of eating healthy and then there's eating healthy without what we're adding to our yeah yeah so when you look at expenses in that way i hear you on like you know getting to stuff but i think that it's i i think at least for me it's probably i i don't want to say that it's still out of reach but it, it feels significantly out of reach, or at least as someone who struggles to eat well as it is, whether I buy health. No, I hear you. I'm right there with you. And I, 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 that I like might be both, my own thing too, but I like both points because the thing about it, it's it to me, I get frustrated with healthy foods because, yeah, it, it at first it may feel as if it's a little bit more expensive, but for me, I get frustrated because it's like, why does this cost more when I just pluck it out the ground? It's like, <laughs> why does that cost more than that cheeseburger from McDonald's or Culver's or what have you? Um, they better sponsor us for me naming them, but it's just why. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love both takes. I most definitely love both takes because personally, I feel as if it costs more. But then when sometimes I do step back and just like what RJ stated, well, you probably are going to eat less um, because all the foods that I am eating now, the pizzas, which run through my body in four hours and then I'm hungry again. And then that runs through my body in another like three hours and I'm hungry again, as opposed to eating a well-balanced diet. You can probably cut it down to three to four meals a day. So, and it, it was intermittent fasting might lend to the ability to better buy healthy without it costing too much. Because if you can figure out how to get yourself exactly. what you need in your eating windows, you might it just might be a better opportunity because you're you're maybe planning less food, I guess. Right, and. You know, one thing about being healthier, too. So, like, the frozen meals that are healthier for you, those do cost more. And that's the same time as buying those other meals. But when you buy, like, whole foods that you have to cook, you also have to put your time into the preparation and cooking. And not let it expire before it expires. You have to to be good at your timing, too. So, like... That's the one thing. That's the one thing. That's something that I did. I would buy strawberries if they lasted a month. Right? So true. And we buy a lot more fresh vegetables because we're going to cook more. But uh, three-quarters of them go bad because we don't actually cook more. So... (laughs) Yeah, you would, by the time that mental energy comes back around to do it, it's like, well, it's 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 old now. That's why Here's I my love thing. Blue Apron so much because, and they better sponsor us too because you know what? That's a perfect, perfect sobriety uh, habit to pick up is cooking. And Blue Apron is a great way to start. But um, occupy the ants. <laughs> they they give you the perfect amount for like two people or one person and leftovers. So it's not sitting there forever. And that's taking up so much space in your 
refrigerator and it breaks down about how long it should take to cook. So you can budget in the time that you're going to need to do it. And it just makes it so much easier. It makes me more, it's easier to motivate myself to do that, to use that than it is to take the raw ingredients. I will, I will say that, um, I, I, I think I've gotten two, two or three boxes total from different brands. There was one where a roommate cooked it because I couldn't. And then one of those meals ended up going bad. But this last time I had, I had such a sense of accomplishment and proud. And I was like, wow, is this what it looks like when you put in all the effort and you put a, you get this whole meal with the side, you get it's all right here. And it has been so long since like, I, I guess I, you know, experienced that. So I, for me, I think that like once, once I, you know, get my finances and stuff figured out, budgeting in to get those boxes is definitely something that I would consider doing at least for as someone who spends so much energy spinning in a grocery store and outside of a grocery store and just there's so much mental energy that goes into food if you're trying Mm -hmm. and if you're not trying hopefully you don't overeat Mm. profound it really is my question, RJ, I, I, just because I know where you live, I know the answer to this one. But, Ginny, are, are there any f- healthy fast food restaurants where I can drive up and I'm getting an actual healthy <laughs> meal? Oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a, an actual healthy Obviously, you can go to McDonald's and get a salad. The closest I, mean, like, the closest <laughs> I can get. But, actual fast food everything on the menu is the closest i can get is closed on sunday and i shouldn't eat there oh chick-fil-a chick-fil-a we named it that's the one that makes me feel the less the least bad about greece what about panera bread because that's the one that always pops in my mind when people ask this is panera bread i guess i guess but i'm a bread i'm 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 not as i'm i'm a broccoli cheddar soup they're Oh, that's that's heavy in carbs. That's just the fact that you brought that up. I'm 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 sharing a tweet for later because they have merch. <laughs> they have broccoli cheddar soup merch. <laughs> I'm a stand, but, so I might be buying some. But that's that's super heavy in carbs. Which heavy in carbs? Tomato, sodium, to, tomato, tomato. You. you get your good. Uh, not for me. Calcium. Well, I love cheese. D. Some people say we shouldn't eat cheese at all, but I'm never going to give up cheese. And I didn't I'm give like, it up when I was, you know. I'm lactose intolerant, so I, I can only have a little bit. I could be lactose intolerant. Who knows? <laughs> take your, you got to take the lactate, and then you just eat all. Yep. Of it. Yep. Hopefully, they sponsor us as well, too. <laughs> Boom, baby. <laughs> but um, now, this was in a very, very important conversation. And I think this is the time now, Jenny, that we would love to obviously learn more about you, what your hobbies, what do you like to do? I know you stream. Uh, so so what is it that you do that that keeps you sane especially during these times right now yeah so uh 2020 was a rough year for a lot of people and Mm -hmm. somehow it ended up being like the best year of my entire life um Mm. partially probably because the horrors that were 2019 prepared me for 2020 but also because the pandemic 
allowed for us to regain control for ourselves and our lives that we didn't know we were even allowed to have um, in terms of the freedom to reflect and the freedom to be ourselves for such like a long period of time. And I say be ourselves in the sen- in the way of like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with what's called like masking. Um, uh, it, the the way that you don't have to prepare yourself to be around like other people i guess apparently allotted me significantly more you know mental energy to continue to like learn and grow so 2020 has just been a year of like all self growth and learning about myself and um <clears throat> in the midst of that i uh I lost my job at NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, hire people with lived mental illness. So I got hired as a peer support a week before the pandemic started. And then the pandemic started, so we had to adjust. And I did a lot of things that weren't in my job description. 90 days later, I got fired and was like, wow. So if someone with lived mental illness, if, 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 if a place hires people with mental illness, and I couldn't keep that job. Apparently, I can't hold a job. <laughs> now, this is my third job that I lost. So 2019, I had lost two jobs. Like I say, That's horrors of 2019. That. And when that happened, I was like, okay, well, I can't hold a job, but I still got to do something. So that's when I started looking at, um, I wanted to start a podcast, but instead I was watching someone I was watching a music producer actually on Twitch, Illmind, if you're familiar, and he was doing Motivation Mondays, and I was seeing how receptive to, to like, you know, motivation and mental health stuff that that those people were, that I was like, ooh, I should do this on Twitch. And then one morning on a Motivation Monday, it, it, the breakfast discussion, and I was like, would it be weird if I went live tomorrow? And the point was that, like, we eat breakfast, like, we make a point to eat breakfast during this time. And so that's kind of how it started my breakfast and feeling stream. Um, I never woke up early ever, ever. And then when I started it, I, I started in the morning that one time and I have been streaming at 8 a.m. ever since then, like last August, every day of the week. Like it completely transformed my entire life. Um, and I think that that is whole, like fully indicative of the amount of space that I was given to be exactly who I was and how I wanted to be and operate in certain ways without any, like any outside influence, I guess, or expectations. Um, so I took to Twitch to bring the mental health. Um, I didn't, you know, plan on, you know, having people on for discussions or anything. Although I did start la- just this last month, I started having interviews it was really just that I wanted to create a space for people to exist. Um, and that's kind of like throughout doing that, I've learned that that really is one of my, like one of my purposes is like, if I continue to work on myself, that has radiated to the people around me. And so that has just continued to empower me to keep wanting to do that. Because who knew the amount that Jenny talks so, so much. I know I call myself Jenny and I said Jen, but (laughs) Jenny talks so much. Who would have known that the amount that I talk makes people feel normal? 
because of how I talk about things and how I walk through different thoughts and stuff. Um, I've, I've been able to find a lot more value in, um, I guess myself when I, when I started to have access to people outside of like my physical boundaries, I guess. So with all that being said, my hobbies are definitely, uh, mental health, um, and streaming and being, but I like to say that I am multi-passionate. Um, I like to support, create, plan, and advocate, um, so the supporting with the mental health, the planning, my minor is in event management. And the reason I got that was because I like to organize and I thought it would be cool to have the skills to kind of put the things together. I didn't realize that I was getting it, not because I wanted to plan events so much, but rather I like to facilitate. I'm kind of a facilitator. My last name is Hubs. I'm a living hub. That's where <laughs> the art hub comes from. Also, mm-hmm. my name is Jen, genuine. <laughs> and I didn't know that not everyone was genuine. That that was a hard lesson. Oh yeah. Came to yeah, a head in 2019 kind of thing. Um Oh yeah. I uh uh I paint sometimes, not all the time. Um I don't game despite what people know Twitch for. Um I don't know. I just like to talk and I like to be and I like to laugh at small, funny things and and pretty much overall, I think my 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 most favorite hobby has been learning about myself, to be completely honest, because it's it's rather fulfilling to, you know, each like kind of trait or way of way that you are as soon as you can like equalize that and make it be like okay that's cool that's part of me that's who I am let me now like you know like integrate that to make it make sense that that's been super rewarding because it's been working even though I haven't had like direct normally how we see the world and how people get well and it's like I've been doing it differently and so it's been empowering yeah I think that's there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I think that's pretty cool because I think social media, RJ and I speak about it on the, on the, on the podcast, how social media, the rise of social media is detaching us from our authentic selves. Um, meaning, you know, we, we, we put our highlight reels on social media. We show folks just our highlights. Um, and just, just a, just a false sense of reality is what social media is. Um, and so I think it's important just to continuously project your authentic self. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that feels great. I'm sure that's. And that's doing it through it. social media has made where, yes, false sense of reality. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I, I retweeted a couple of t- tweets the other day. Social media gave us access to the people we didn't have access to otherwise, gave us access experience the same things as us that others dismiss um gave us the ability to feel like we can share our seeking or dramatic and sometimes it is and things like that there there's definitely like a, an absolute downside to social media but oh, i yeah. think that it also can attach yourself to yourself as well if you use it the right way um it and i think that i'm an anomaly when i say things like that 
because I've been trying to defend my online community and internet use since 2006 when I was like eight um, because my parents were like, stranger danger. Can you not talk to these kids? Can you not talk to these scary adults online? Can you not? Can you not? Online is fake. Online is fake. Online is Online's more real than real life right now. Mm. If you can sift through the fake news. Right. Online is more real than real life right now. I fully acknowledge, you know, the posts and all the things, but I think that that's why I'm different. And I'm on social media and I, you know, express things that others either think is putting your business out there and you don't need to be putting it. Or um, I'm putting it out there because I know that if someone else reads it and feels heard or seen or normalized, that that was that was my goal. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. That's it's almost. But you know, my entire online stuff got me caught up into being on a freaking TV show from it. So wait, do you guys not know about this part? I saw that before. I will let you explain it, but I used to watch that show all the time. I was I was supposed to go back and watch your episode. Oh, uh, please share. Uh, good old catfish. Let's go. RJ, Wait, are you familiar with catfish? I know. Yeah. I know. I know what catfish is. Okay. You know? Are you familiar with the show? Yeah, I'm familiar with the show. I was on that in 2013. Were you really? I did not know that. Okay, okay, okay. Were you the catfisher or the catfishy? I got catfish, of course, because I'm the genuine one, right? True. Get and take advantage of. Of course. Um, Yeah, I I got catfished on national or really international TV because to this day I'll still get at least three messages a week from someone across the world being like, I just watched your episode and I can't believe and I'm so glad. And, um, but, it the reason i bring that up is just because it, it's a consequence of the way that i move on the internet and it didn't stop me one bit um because it was like oh stranger so like so rj for context 2006 was kind of really when i started on um the internet i played like these online games and stuff um hmm and was battling with my mom, but my mom knew I had online friends uh, all the way through high school. Like, they knew about it. But then, here I am, 18, it's, like, April, May of my senior year, and um, this, the, I, I won't go too far into it, but the situation happened to where I was like, hey, mom, um, I don't even remember how I asked her. I'm gonna have to ask her if she remembers, but basically, I had to be like, hey, uh, so I'm going to be on this TV show to meet one of my online friends <laughs> um, on MTV. And she's just like, you know, appalled, like small town, just very sheltered. And it's like, what the heck is happening? Um, and her sharing her own feelings would be interesting. But the incident, we we went to meet him. And this is one of the most... Um, angry episodes that you would see all the way through like season seven to the point where like Neve brought me up uh, this past year and I was on E back in April for like a one minute segment because of how 
much of an like impact that both me but also the situation made um the dude ended up being like d-bag and was like oh i didn't have her i'd been several people i felt like she was the strongest to come out to i was so it was like this really 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 thing where um basically you know i i had gotten but it was actually one of the most like positive life-changing things in the world for me because I got to fly from Iowa to San Francisco by myself slash with you know these strangers but not anybody who knew me from my past life and um I got to like fully be myself and I that was the first time that I felt like myself and so the again the event was very like terrible like oh Jen so uh, gullible or who how did you think that happened online relationships scary and I'm sitting here doing it all over again and I'm on Twitch a bunch of people know because I freaking love online friends mm-hmm. there's some of the online friends that I made like some of it I can name the three people that I met like in 2000 between 2006 and 2008, Christian, John, and Johnny, I'm still in contact with all three of them. I could still get a hold of them. And they were like online friends from this game. And I was, I was like under 10 years old. So that's like my uh, pro social media. Like I just, I can't give up on it because it continues to unlock. I would have never known that, that, that I don't know. I, I just, I wouldn't know anything that I know if I didn't have media. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know that I, I wouldn't know that I was normal mm. or that normal wasn't, you know, like I, I wouldn't n- have known that there's nothing wrong with me, I guess. I hear you. No, but I, I, I loved how you framed that when it comes to social media, we, we, you, you have the capabilities of getting in contact with folks who will make you feel better, genuine folks, but you also unfortunately have the ability to get in contact with folks who are not genuine. So I think when you were mentioning that the, the, the great quote from Spider-Man from uncle Ben popped in my head, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And I think that's something that people on social media are not remembering. Unfortunately is you have a voice, you have your platform, but you got to genuinely use it, use it for, for good. Um, well, we're sorry but that that happened gotta, to you. Yeah. You got to find the the places where you fit in. And it is easy. That's to why I have the art hub because I'm yeah. trying to be a place where even if it's even if my stream isn't free, I want you to have as many options as you get you can find the place that you can be you. That's my ultimate goal. It's compile yeah. as much as I can so that you have I guess at least like, you know, Jen approved options, whether it's people or resources or things or places like I felt like I could handle myself in here, not not handle my, but, you know, like. I don't know how to read energy, but somehow I am able to really kind of evade toxicity. Um, And so I'm trying to figure out how better to how I'm noticing those things. but basically, I just have a lot of confidence in my recommendation. As I continue to find all these really great things, I want to just put it all together so that everyone has the ability to pick from helpful things so that we don't have these 
Oh, social media is so bad. Right. Absolutely. How can I help you do the best you can? You're such a gem. I'm good. You, Thanks. You know, Gems with Jen. Yeah. Since you have <laughs> come to our, uh, you know, watching our streams. Our like little ecosystem. That you would chat, like talking about the topics that we're talking around, and like you and Carrie and Dan the Man a lot of the time, and um, Nebula, like the conversations that you have in the chat is just as interesting as Absolutely. what is going on here, sometimes more so. And that's just <laughs> that's I why I find Twitch so magical, yeah. And that's the thing with, um, you know, social media, like, you know, Twitch is also social media, but then you also, you know, you have your bad things because you have people just posting the highlights. And you're like, well, is my life supposed to be like that? But then you have the genuine people like yourself, like, um, you know, recovery posse, the hashtag on Twitter that a lot of people follow that, uh, you know, we didn't know about until, yeah. you know, a few months ago, or, uh, it's just, you, you have this ability to connect with, People from Poland, people from Australia, people well, all around <clears throat> that didn't exist. Well, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Just American society, unfortunately, toxicity sells. Toxicity no, gets bait. Right. It gets Absolutely. clicks. It's it gets on the front page. It gets on your timeline. It gets, and so the genuine groups that you just mentioned, the folks like Jenny, the folks like Recovery Pots, etc. Unfortunately, they're overshadowed by. They are toxicity because of bait clicks. So this that's is very important. Here, shining the flashlight. <laughs> yes, that and and yes, that's that's why I think ultimately, because not only are it and don't get me wrong, Twitter is great, but I think that Twitch gives us just a little bit more because at least it is see us most of the time. So yeah, um, I cried on stream plenty of times. I answered a I answered a phone call from a debt collector uh, once oh, on stream. There you go. Oh, no. That's being transparent That's right there. Being genuine. <laughs> That's being real genuine. Did not know it was gonna go that way at all. But I like I was like, well, I'm. It, but I like transparency is my favorite because I feel like then there's nothing to hide. There's no way of. There's just no other extra energy spent trying to be. Because you're able to be. Because we're human beings, not yeah, human yeah. thinkings. <laughs> and that, you know, that's that's what we're trying to do, too, is be genuine and trying to be real. Because we're only live two hours out of our entire weeks. It's like nothing. It's a snapshot. So, you know, we try to talk about the hard stuff and not just the easy stuff because we want people to know, like, it's lives, right? Yeah, um, that's that's and that's yeah, as awesome that what you're trying to do. I you you know you DM'd us. Uh, it was probably a little two months ago, three months ago, talking about um, your plan. It was just I loved it. It's so awesome what you're doing. And yeah, um, if I wasn't such an old person, I'd I'd be more active on Discord than I am. But I just <laughs> haven't been able to figure it out because I just. Uh, I just haven't been able to put in the time, but it's what what you're doing is so cool, and uh, we really appreciate it. We do. 
Well, I mean, I'm glad that I found you guys and and get to, you know, watch your stream. Obviously, you you can tell when you get to be Jen approved because then Jen goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I appreciate you guys for the discussion. And obviously, I return even if I'm not actively battling with alcohol. So, like, especially like your guys' last couple of weeks, you've you've really um opened up and it's been great and i just i live for this kind of stuff because it, i don't know it just feels more comfortable when you're able to be yeah i agree Absolutely. and know that the, i think for me it's knowing that the energy with the other people around me knowing that i'm able to get closer to being i'm not taking on the energy from them having to figure out how to be yeah this well we 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 really appreciate this. We do. Um, as we always state, we're, we're learning. We're forever learning. And uh, you've provided us with some amazing stuff this, this episode. So thank you. Um, we really appreciate you, Jenny. Yeah, you thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, uh, we're, we would love to have you on again because I feel like we had so many more things to talk about, like we were talking before stream and you know, it's just, it's so much fun to talk to you like this and not just through chat. And, um, yeah, we'd love to have yeah. you on again. Um, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Oh, final, final question. So you tweeted out, I think it was yesterday or maybe the, I can't remember. You were looking for a movie, but not too serious. Something that you like, don't have to always like watch. I don't know a, a how comedy, you worded it. TV show, wasn't it? So I, 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 I said, the, what did you end up watching? Cause I said the other guys as, as a movie you're, I didn't watch the other guys, but what I did watch was um I'm I'm scrolling for the tweets so that I can find the specific name. Um uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. I hadn't seen that one yet. I watched that with my oldest not that long ago. It's a good one. Yeah, I I'm weird when it comes to thumbnails. I struggle really hard. YouTube is not me because thumbnails turn me off. And yeah. so trying to find something to watch, like, unfortunately, I kind of avoided that one because it didn't hook me based on the thumbnail. And so until someone told me, someone that I, you know, very much like, mm -hmm. I was like, this person knows me, this person, you know, like, that was a recommendation and I watched it. Because I didn't watch Soul for several months and that's like probably one of my favorite movies ever. And if I you haven't seen it, you need it. to see it. It's I haven't watched it yet. It's a really good one. I thought it was about a jazz it. band teacher. I'll check it out. You know, because soul. Great things about nope. it. It's about your actual soul. Yeah. It's like Inside Out almost, but like it's as deep as Inside Out, I would say. But okay. yes, it, it lends that same kind of like this is a movie that is a it, same level. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So but I, I didn't show. watch other guys. I have to I have to recommend this and I don't know if you saw it yesterday, Ted Lasso for a comedy show to watch. Thirty minutes, it's on Apple TV plus, but it is like in my opinion, it's the most rewatchable com uh, comedy since The Office or Community. Like it is I've watched the first season three times and I love it the same every single time, like even more so. And the second season comes out uh in a couple weeks. Okay, well, I don't have Apple TV Plus, but I'm definitely going to see if I can find it. Yeah, Community was one I actually find until like last year or the year before. Okay, 
Um, so that <laughs> I one, that I watched that one. I put that on. Um, and then Shit's Creek is my other one. Okay. Right. So I just started Shit's Creek. I'm, I think I'm only, I'm on the second season, but I'm only like four episodes, five episodes in the second season. So I just love Shit's Creek. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it is funny. So, all right. Where can people keep up with you, Jenny? Um, I'm Jenny for everywhere. Jenny, F-U-R-H-H. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, uh, probably Pinterest. TikTok. <laughs> I've just started using TikTok. Um, All right. <clears throat> so, and if you guys need help with that, let me know. Because I found this. Someone shared with me this cool thing that helps you make your Twitch clips into TikToks. And so now I'm on fire with that. Oh, wow. We will need wow. help with that. I just right. mentioned how we're old people, and uh, we definitely will need help. <laughs> right. Also, check out your Discord, because your Discord is so cool. And, and my Discord, yes. It's not as active as I, as I would like it, so I get a little bit more shy about it, but yes. <laughs> There's only one way to get it more active, so let's go. Uh, yep. I need, to, I, need to, I need to jump in there and figure out how... What channels I need to be in? Because, yeah, there there's a lot. There's something for everybody in there. Um, That's my goal. I really Jennifer I, Hub. I love your goal. So we will we'll try. <laughs> I'm, li- I'm a living hub. <laughs> so thank you for joining us, Jen. We appreciate thank you. it. Thank um, you. Thank you. Mons, where can people keep up with you? You guys can find me at Monteball28 on Twitter, Monteball on Instagram, Monteball Facebook, Untapped Cake pages as well. Please send us topics, questions, any guests you guys want to see. We'll reach out and make it happen. Um, RJ, where can they find you? Before we, did you recently get re verified on Twitter? Indeed, I did, sir. I just saw indeed. that today. When indeed did that happen? Indeed, indeed I did. Uh, so, about, f- about five days ago, so they reopened it. So, for the last. Th- two years ah. i've been hitting them up like yo give me back my verification because they took it once i changed my name because i used to be yeah. ball rb 28 i changed it to moneyball 28 snatched the verification and then they locked the verification process for about two years so once they opened it back up which now you can do it via your account settings so you don't even have to go to them now you just go to your account settings and like hit a button to request and you know fast oh, forward cool. to three days later oh, yeah, i woke dude, up and bam right a memoir it was there <laughs> I want to get verified, but my episode is not within their appropriate timeline of being relevant. What? You were just interviewed by E. What more do you need to be? Exactly. Relevant? It was only for one minute, so it like they have specifications, like they you like on... time limits and stuff that they want you like an article within the past type thing. You were on Catfish. We'll yeah, I... we'll see if we can use our contacts to get you featured your episode featured in an article. That'd be oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. So uh, follow us on Tap Keg. Untap, just Google it, Untap Keg. Any social media, you'll find us. We're more active on some than others, but trying to be Indeed. more active with personal life stuff. And um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today, because at least if we didn't make it, we tried.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.